Good morning, Living Word Baptist Church, wherever you are. Those members who are here, those members who are not here, and for everyone who is listening on Facebook, buenos dias. I suppose I should put my glasses on so I can see what I'm doing. Okay, well there you are. Today, we're going to talk about worship. And um, you can turn into your, in your Bibles to the, the Gospel of Luke, chapter 7. We're going to start in verse 36. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning that we're able to get up and to be here, to worship you, to uh, meet with other Christians, uh, as your word says that we should, that we should not forsake the gathering of the saints. And Lord, let all those who are not here be convicted that if they're healthy, that they should be in church someplace today gathering with your saints. In Christ's name, amen. All right, Luke chapter 7, starting in verse 36. One of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him, and he went into the Pharisee's house and reclined at table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at table with the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now when the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner." And Jesus answered, said, answering, said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. And he answered, Say it, teacher. A certain moneylender who had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii, the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon answered, The one, I suppose, for whom he canceled the larger debt. And he said to him, You have judged rightly. Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house, and you gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil. But she anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little, loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sin? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. 
I want to share a popular misconception with you this morning. And it's a misconception that is a major irritant to me personally. And a major irritant to a lot of other pastors who actually know what worship is. Many people hear the word worship. What do they think of? They think of the singing part of the service in church. Oh, that's praise and worship. Really? Some leaders are even, some song leaders are even referred to, and they have the job title of praise and worship leader. That's wrong. Here's the sad truth. They actually think that worship is singing, and that's it. A lot of people think that. Well, we're, gonna, we're finished with the worship service, now we're going to hear the preaching. Oh, the preaching is not worship? The sad truth is that worship is far more than singing a few songs. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm all for singing, using singing as worship. It is worship. In fact, every part of the church service is an act of worship. Period. We're worshiping when we're reading the scriptures. We're worshiping when we're giving our tithes and offerings. We're worshiping when we're praying. We're worshiping when we're taking time to greet each other and, and talk a little bit to each other. Uh, we're worshiping when we're listening, listening to the word of God being preached. We're worshiping when we take the Lord's Supper, which we're going to do here today. And hang on to your seats. We're worshiping when we're in Sunday school, learning about the word of God. In fact, the entire service is worship. And if it's not, something is wrong. And oh, by the way, worship is more than the worship service. Everything that happens before to get ready for it, everything that happens afterwards is worship. Everything you do for God is a form of worship. Do you know that? Everything that you do for God is a form of worship. Everything we do and everything we are can be, can be offered to the Lord as worship. If it's done in the right spirit, if it's done from the heart, even our jobs every day, according to Scripture, do it as if you're doing it unto Him. When it comes to worship, the heart, let me back this up. When it comes to worship, the heart of the matter is a matter of heart. Now, I didn't invent that. I borrowed it from Dr. Skidmore. In fact, this morning I'm using the word heart as an acronym. Hopefully this will help us remember what worship is all about. Starting with the H. The H of the heart stands for humility. Humility. In the text we read this morning, Simon the Pharisee invited Jesus and other religious leaders to his home for a banquet. Everything was going as he expected until there was a party crasher. A woman of ill repute came in off the street. 
And then horror of horrors, she made a spectacle of herself uh, at Jesus' feet, crying and wiping her, his feet with her hair and pouring perfume on Jesus' feet. This woman was showing true, what, showing us what true humility looks like. She knew she would be criticized and scorned by everyone there. Who was, it was a room full of religious leaders. In other words, it was a room full of preachers. <laughs> but she did not care about that. That wasn't her concern. In fact, she focused on Jesus so completely that it seems that she was unaware of anybody else even being around. She wasn't focused on them. She was focused on worshiping the Lord. And that's what we should be focused on. (coughs) Meanwhile, Simon the Pharisee condemned the woman's behavior. Now in response, Jesus pointed out that the Pharisee didn't wash his feet or offer water for his feet or greet him with a kiss or anoint his head with oil. Now, while this is not a common practice today when you have an honored guest, you need to understand it was a common practice in those days when an honored guest came to your home to offer water to wash their feet, to greet them with a kiss, to anoint them with oil. The point is this. Simon didn't treat Jesus like an honored guest. He treated Jesus like a peer, a commoner, just an average person that was invited to the party. (coughs) There's a clear lesson for us here. Pride is the primary hindrance to worship. Pride will cause us to be consumed with thoughts of ourself. Am I comfortable? Does this look good on me? Do I look good? Is everything up to my standards? Do they have the food that I like to eat? If we hope to have a true heart of worship, we must enter God's presence with a humble heart. Put me to the side. Now look at the next letter. The E of the heart stands for emotion. Emotion. Let's look at verse 38 again. It describes a woman's worship this way. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair of her head and kissing his feet, anointed them with the ointment. And she's crying enough to wet his feet. She's doing some serious crying. She did not hold back a genuine, visible emotion. She was emotional. How did Simon the Pharisee react to this? Was he sympathetic? No. Was he impressed? No. Like any self-respecting Jewish leader of the day, he was offended by her. Why would Jesus allow such a display to go on? 
Why was this woman ruining the dignity of his party? There's a lesson here for us who tend to be put off by the way other people worship. We need to realize that someone may be crying, but they may be worshiping the Lord. We need to realize that they may, the Holy Spirit may be touching them, may be convicting them. We need to, and on the other hand, someone may be sitting quietly. Maybe they're just sitting there being still and praising the Lord in their hearts. Maybe someone's clapping. Maybe they're moving around a little bit when they're playing music because their heart's full of worship. The lesson is don't judge the worship of others by their appearance. In fact, why judge the worship of others at all? Here's the truth. If you're so focused on what somebody in the congregation is doing, well, they shouldn't be raising their hands or they should be... You're not focusing on God. You're focusing on somebody. Stop. Focus on God. It's far better to look into your own heart than judge what somebody else or how somebody else is worshiping. Turn your own heart and mind towards God and give true, unfeathered worship of Him and you won't have time to worry about what Daniel's doing or somebody else. You don't need to manufacture an emotion also. I've seen that. Everybody's being emotional, so I better get emotional. No. God don't like fakes. But to tell you the truth, there's, there's not the problem. The problem that we run into in most churches today is that people want to look around at other people and see what they're doing instead of being in there to worship, to worship God. Now some of us grew up in a tradition where we were supposed to come in and sit down and put our hands in our lap and keep a, a blank facial expression no matter what else is happening or what the preacher's saying or anything else. After all, we're in church. We better be quiet. We better sit still. We better not raise our hands. No smiling allowed. Stop that smiling, Teresa. Daniel. No noise allowed. For heaven's sake, don't let anybody catch you clapping your hands or raising your hand, holy hands to the Lord. Or, my favorite, amen. verbally encouraging the preacher. I'm just going to say, can I get an amen right here? Amen. Only one. I got only one. Thank you, Stan. <clears throat> Actually, I was raised in that kind of tradition myself. But I discovered that those rules are not biblical. In fact, Scripture advises us to make a joyful noise to the Lord, to clap our hands, to raise our hands in holy praise to God. When I use these forms of worship, it actually helps me feel closer, helps me focus more on God. Worship often causes an emotional response. Nothing wrong with that. Don't be afraid to let that show. 
And that brings us to the third letter in heart, A. <coughs> and A stands for adoration. Jesus made a point of contrasting the woman's adoration with the haughty, self-important behavior of his host. Let's look back at verses 44 and 45. Then turning towards the woman, he said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I entered your house and you gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. This woman was showing her adoration for the Lord. First of all, she went out of her way looking for Jesus. She wanted to find Him. She risked being embarrassed or censored by entering the Pharisee's house. Perhaps even arrested. And as soon as she saw Jesus, she fell at His feet and poured out her adoration. The Pharisee, on the other hand, expected Jesus to come to him. He didn't go to any trouble or take any risk in order to be with Jesus. In fact, I get the impression that he thought Jesus should feel honored that he was in, even invited to come to his party. It's clear that the Pharisee believed it was his place to assess whether or not Jesus met his lofty standards. And that reminds me of the arrogance I see on media types who occasionally analyze religious topics on television. If you, you know, you've seen them many times. I just want to recount one. I remember when President Bush made a comment about his faith. He said that he prayed a lot. He said that he believed in God. He said that he believed God wants people to be free and freedom is a gift from God. This is President Bush said this. These are some pretty basic and simple things. Well, the commentator informed all of us lowly ignorant TV watchers that very few people relate to that kind of simple-minded faith. He called Bush's faith in God simple-minded on television. He assured us that most other people hold a much more sophisticated view of God. Now he didn't go into detail, but I'm not sure how impressed God is with this man's sophisticated view, or even what it is. Make no mistake, the attitude of the Pharisee is alive and well in that commentator, and is alive and well in the world today, in church and everywhere else. I'm sure Simon the Pharisee saw himself as highly sophisticated in comparison to this lowly woman and her simple-minded display of adoration and worship. But Jesus himself spoke up for this woman. In fact, he used simple language so that even the sophisticated Pharisee could understand it. I'm going to paraphrase it. Jesus told him, You didn't even give me the common courtesy when I came to your home. But this woman is not, hasn't stopped pouring out her adoration. Then he said in verse 47, Therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, 
are forgiven, for she loved much. But he who is forgiven little, loves little. <coughs> the woman understood what the Pharisee could not or would not see. True worship requires an attitude of sincere repentance. And that brings us to the R in heart, which stands for repentance. The woman did not try to deny that she was indeed a notorious sinner. She, she, wasn't, she didn't come there trying to say, well, I'm not as bad as, as they think I am or as they say I am. No. She owned her own sins. She knows. In fact, it's likely that her tears were related to all the sins that she had done. Meanwhile, look at what the Pharisee was thinking to himself on verse 39. Now when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, for she is a sinner. She's a sinner. Like the Pharisee hadn't sinned, you see. <clears throat> the Pharisee had the Messiah himself, the Son of the living God, sitting right there in his house at his table. And that was his attitude. Far from seeing his own uh, forgiveness, all he could think of is, she's a sinner and I'm better, than, I'm better than her. We cannot offer true worship until we first acknowledge our own sin and our own sinfulness. That's our tendency to sin. <clears throat> Jesus explained what kind of worship the Father seeks. If you look at the Gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 23. But the hour is coming, and it is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. In order to worship God, we need to admit the truth. What truth? The truth about who God is and the truth about who we are. True worship requires honest repentance. Otherwise, we're lying to ourselves and we're lying to God. And our hearts are still far removed from Him. And let me tell you something. You may lie to other people. You may lie to your business acquaintances. You may lie to your friends. You may lie to your pastor. You may lie to your husband or your wife and get by with it. They not know it. But God knows it before you said it. And that brings us to the last letter, which is T. Stands for Thanksgiving. The woman <clears throat> was forgiven much and out of a heart of thanksgiving, she gave much. The value of the alabaster jar of ointment is difficult to estimate, but those were very expensive. Oftentimes, a jar of that ointment was worth a year's wages. It was expensive. But it's safe to say that she took the most precious commodity that she owned and poured it over the feet of her master. 
The Pharisee, on the other hand, was forgiven little and gave little. We need to understand that true worship comes at a cost. Have you ever given anything lavishly from the heart out of thanksgiving? <clears throat> Most of the time, church giving is, is uh, for a lot of people, is systematic. And that's good. That's the way it ought to be. Tithing is a regular act of worship. Giving to the Lord your tithe, and that includes your time, your money, your talents. It's an act of worship. But there are times when we have the opportunity to pour out a special gift that flows out of the heart of thanksgiving. That's what the woman did as she poured out the alabaster box of perfume over Jesus' feet. This woman gave an example of true worship, which, one, begins with a humble heart. Two, brims over with emotion. Three, exhibits itself in adoration. Leads to repentance and results in true thanksgiving. That brings me to my short conclusion. Here it is. Now, I have never quoted Rick Warren. I'll be honest with you. And I may never quote him again. But I'm going to quote him right now. He wrote this. I believe this is worth quoting. To bring enjoyment to God is the first purpose of your life. This proves your worth. You are that important to God. <clears throat> now that's out of the scripture. Look at Psalm 149.4. For the Lord takes pleasure... In his people, he adorns the humble with salvation. When I think of the woman pouring out, <clears throat> at, uh, pouring out worship at the feet of Jesus, I see <clears throat> in my mind Jesus looking down at her and smiling. You know, he didn't grimace at her. I believe he looked down at her and smiled. Here's my question for us this morning. Does our worship bring a smile to the face of God? Ask yourself that introspective question. Does my worship bring a smile to the face of God? It does if we truly worship Him from our heart. And that's all I've got to say about that for now. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. <clears throat> Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be here today, Lord. Father God, we just ask your blessings on each and every person here, every family here, Father, every person who's listening to this on Facebook, and everyone who may listen to it on the internet or some other time. Lord, we just pray for your will to be done, and we ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. <laughs>